So you can imagine like, that's why they're trying to preserve this. So you can go in the room, you can see it. It is, it is really neat to see and walking in there, they'll give you the history of it. And then walking out, they give you the history of the preservation of it. So that's probably the biggest artifact, but I, I think there's one that's right up there with it. What was that? Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, tonight, we're going to talk about a complex of 21 museums established with funds from James Smithson, lived from 1765 and to 1829, a British scientist who left his estate to the United States to found an establishment for the increase and diffusion of knowledge. The specific museum we're gonna talk about today is has a mission statement of empowering people to create a just and compassionate future by exploring, preserving, and sharing the complexity of our past. So Jen, what are we talking about today? We're talking about one of the Smithsonian's. That's right. The American History Museum. This wasn't like our typical museum video. Mm-mm. I didn't get to tag along, but you got to go through the American History Museum, um, which you could probably see go to ten times and still not see everything. Yes. So, what? Tell us about some of the things that you got to see while you were there. Oh my gosh! So, the American History Museum is right beside the uh, new uh, African American Museum. That's right. So if you can't get tickets to the African-American Museum, because that is the new museum, it's right beside there and it doesn't seem to be as popular and crowded. Like you said, it's one of the Smithsonian's and there's many of them in D.C. Air and Space is a big one. Uh, Natural History Museum is a big one. And this is American History Museum. I will say the biggest artifact that is the draw in that museum is the actual original Star Spangled Banner from the War of 1812 that Francis Scott Key saw above Fort McHenry that causes him to write the poem that will become our national anthem. Yeah, that's one of the things. I looked up some interesting facts about the museum um, that I'll share a little bit later. So hang out with us. But that's one of the ones that they specifically call out. There's, as I was doing, just kind of like pulling my, doing my own very brief research on, on the museum, there's a couple items that they specifically call out over and over on various different websites as you look, look at, uh, as you kind of read about the American History Museum. Um, and that was definitely one of the ones that kind of got repeated across different websites. And you can tell that is a protected artifact. Oh, yeah. It is in a in glass closed room. It is under no light. It is in a dark room. You're not allowed to video it or photograph it. And you have to look at it under black light. Really? Mm-hmm. They're protecting the colorization. They're protecting the thread. And it is ginormous. Yeah, it sits like 30 feet by mm-hmm. 34. It is a huge like flag. I mean, if you can imagine seeing it, and I, you can watch our video, McHenry, when I talk about this, the huge flagpole that it's on, first of all, above Fort McHenry, and then you got Key out in the harbor looking at it. I can see why it would strike awe in you because it's a huge banner yeah it's probably one of those like 
if you ever drive around certain parts of the South, I always mm-hmm. notice it. Like you, uh, you drive by those car dealerships that have these just massive, American huge flags. American flags. Yeah, it's, it's like one, that. Like one of those. It's like one of those. <laughs> uh, and it's hand sewn. So you can imagine like that's why they're trying to preserve this. So you can go in the room. You can see it. It is it is really neat to see. And walking in there, they'll give you the history of it. And then walking out, they give you the history of the preservation of it. So that's probably the biggest artifact. But I, I think there's one that's right up there with it. What was that? It's the hat that Lincoln was wearing the night. That's so. So we made it. We kind of made an ad hoc video with this Mm because Jen took a bunch of uh, video with like her phone, Mm -hmm. and so I I tried something a little bit different from a video perspective of trying. I put a much shorter video together, um, just basically a bunch of kind of shorter clips. But that was one of the ones that I thought was cool. It blew me away. I was like, this is the actual top hat that Abraham Lincoln was wearing to Ford's Theater the night he was shot in April of 1865 and it's so neat you can see the beaver skin on it and the wear and you can see there is a red ribbon a red ribbon a black ribbon around it a mourning ribbon because his son had died while he was in office and he keeps it on because of all the men that are killed during the Civil War now it looked like was it like cast in bronze or was it what was I looking at there that's that's the beaver skin Oh, it's just that color. Mm-hmm. That's oh, it's it's starting to fade. Okay, mm-hmm. and, I, di- I didn't realize that. So another thing, you know, we I talk about this stuff as a museum professional. How much do we protect the artifact? Because your whole job is to protect the artifact for future generations. That's your job as a museum conservator and archivist. But it's also to educate the current public of the past through the artifact, through the story. So you have to weigh both. You're trying to show it and keep, so again, it's encased, it's in a no light, natural light room and trying to keep it again under, it's probably under some kind of humidity. You always have to worry about humidity uh, and temperature. And so there's usually a little gauge inside there, but they want you to see it. Too. I mean, you could protect it forever in a dark room, and in a, but who? Yeah, nobody would see it. No, one would it, see well, it. that's interesting, and I didn't realize that because even though I made the I made the video based on your your phone video footage, that's that's what I thought I was looking at was was they had like cast it in bronze or was something like that, but it was just that color it had it yeah. had faded, so it's no longer that dark black. Yeah, it was almost again on the video, it kind of it looks like this almost copper. Yeah, the beaver you know, skin is fading. Yeah, so it's that kind of lighter brown mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. type color. Um, so they had the hat and they had a flag that was laid on his coffin. Yeah. So those are the two things. But they have an a interesting area, which I, this is the area, uh, it's located in kind of a president assassination area. Yeah, they have a whole, they, that's kind of like one of the, I'll call it a wing or, or mm-hmm. section, was like a whole presidential history section yes. area. Yes, And that's why you were there. And then we'll talk a little about some of the first lady stuff that you got to see. Yes. Um, so, but- but so they had like a whole presidential assassination. So they had the cuffs that the Lincoln conspirators wore. That's right. And it shows you like the spacing that they put between them. They have the big key that they use for their cells. And one of the things that I thought was really neat is for President Garfield, uh, Alexander Graham Bell was brought in to find this kind of magnetic device to find the bullet in him. And it kept giving false readings because he was laying on a metal spring bed 
And so it wasn't quite working. And they have that device yeah, in there. Neat. So that was neat for me because I had worked at the James Garfield house and they have the bed that he was laying on at the James Garfield house. But it was neat to see the actual device that Alexander Bell used. Uh, and then they have um, other little things like they have the the playbill from a- Our American Cousin. Yep. So the show that Lincoln had seen that night. And they had some things from John Wilkes Booth and some some of that other artifacts as well. But the whole president section, like you said, had a whole wing for the first ladies. And in that wing for the first ladies, there is a dress from Mary Todd Lincoln. So you could kind of see what. Yeah, we showed that in the video. Her size and what she looked like. But most of the gowns they have are the uh, um, inaugural ball gowns that the first ladies would wear that night. And that's what, that's what most, I mean, 99% of people, if they think of like, hey, you know, the, the first lady in a dress, that's what they're going to think mm-hmm. of, right? Because that's kind of the most public they're yes. likely ever going to be. Yes. So, And I always like looking at gowns. I, same thing when we saw Princess Di's gowns in England. You get the, a good sense of the size of the person. Sure. Right? So we got to see like Barbara Bush's gowns and Hillary Clinton's gown and Michelle Obama's gown and Melania Trump's gown. Yeah. So you could really kind of see that Laura Bush's gown was there and the different colors that they had chosen for that night yeah. and kind of the designers they used and what they look like. So I thought that was very cool. They also had their china. Yeah, that was interesting. And I know that's like... I, that's like a thing. It right? is every, because you every, have so many state dinners. Every first lady has mm-hmm. to go in and kind of pick the theme and kind of the design mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. So you can definitely see influence there. You can definitely see, uh, I think President uh, Lady Bird Johnson is very Southern yeah. looking. Uh, you, Nancy Reagan with the red, Republican red. Like So you can definitely see an influence in the China. Uh, and you know, since then, we've talked to some people. Sometimes China has taken as a memento that you ate at the, pres- the president's house. So that's why the ladies usually have to come in and replace China. Oh, I didn't know that. Because when they come in, there's usually not much China left because yeah. people have taken China. Or it's been gifted as or a souvenir. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So that's another reason why first ladies have to come in and, and replace China. But I, there's a whole Americana section. Yeah, I was surprised that you didn't cover more of that because that's one of the things that you even talked about before you went in Mm -hmm. right and and one of the things that they they brought up um so so, some interesting facts about that i looked up about the the vast smithsonian kind of system so across uh for i think for the american history museum and specifically it says that um that's responsible for the acquisition care and preservation of more than 1.8 million objects and three shelf miles of archival collections, like three miles of shelves. Like picture that Indiana Jones movie, but not a warehouse, just rows and rows and rows of, of you know, artifacts. Of, of artifacts. So the things that, that they, all the websites call out, well, they've, they've got Dorothy's Ruby Red Slippers. Yes. That's a classic one. Um, I think you even mentioned the Archie Bunker's chair. Archie Bunker's chair is there. They've got all Ma- in the family. Muhammad Ali's gloves. Yes. Um, they've got all, all sorts of stuff now across all of the Smithsonian collections, like all 21 different, mm-hmm. you know, museums that they have there. The total number of objects of work and art, uh, and specimens at the Smithsonian is estimated at nearly 157 million. Oh my gosh. Now, uh, 
about 148 million of that is for is scientific specimens oh. at the National Museum of Natural History. Okay. So, the, so the Museum of Natural <laughs> little History, rocks and so stuff. little rocks and bugs and and all the all the stuff. Okay. Right, but still, that's that's a mind blowing amount of of artifacts that they're responsible for maintaining. It is, and I was blown away because you walk in and there's like R two D two and C three PO. Yeah, that's like so cool. they're right there, so you get to kind of see again their size mm-hmm. and what they look like um and i thought it was neat to see uh the map pole from mash that's right you know where all the distances mm-hmm. are for all the cities is, it, is that was that near the helicopter no that you saw no no that was all in the americana section okay so all the americana section had everything from the film and movies and things like that you have rocky balboa's the italian stallion yeah jack was there um Mr. Rogers' sweater. sweater was there. You actually have Ali Wong, her stand-up dress was there. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. You so love that stand-up. I did. So yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Ali Wong's dress. Um, so they have all this kind of little pieces of Americana in there. Uh, stuff from Prince, sure. Michael Jackson. You know, it was very neat to see all of these things that you kind of remember from uh, TV and movies in there. Uh and I, I really appreciated seeing um, Maya Angelou. Yeah. Maya <laughs> so Angelou. They have Maya Angelou's typewriter there, which I thought was amazing because I like her books yeah. and I like her poems. So that was neat to see that. And there's another artifact there, the ship, Philadelphia. And we'll talk more about that in a separate podcast. But that blew me away because that artifact is one of the oldest ships uh, that we have in America. Yeah, it was uh, made before the USS Constitution. Yeah, so it, it's neat to see in that it's a pretty solid artifact yeah. and it's in one big room. So that was a really neat thing. That's pretty wild. So where was that, the, the Vietnam helicopter? So that's on a different floor and they go into the war. So it's like okay. America at war. So it tells a bunch of different stories. It's going to tell civil war. It's going to tell, and it's going to roll into Vietnam. And that was part of the Vietnam story. So they have a, a entire Huey Army Huey helicopter from Vietnam, yeah. which was amazing to see. But they have the war posters, and they have, I think they have Thomas Jefferson's desk. They have George Washington's trunk. They have, they're trying to bring different and, things. And, from and, and different even, even for kind of history nerds like us, you know, all the, all the stuff we do, like, I feel like if once I finally get there, cause I've never been, um, I, I would have to not bring my camera. Cause I would just want to walk around and just take it all in. That's how I felt because it's, it's so many amazing things like you and for the civil war you have sherman's horse like his entire horse is there it's stuffed yeah and then you have the chairs from the surrender of the civil war from the mclean house that's right like all so they're housing these pretty big artifacts in the glass and then telling the story i mean a horse so you're walking through they don't have there's things i appreciate and things i don't they have to tell quick stories Yep. Right. It's quick stories about Revolutionary War, quick stories about the Civil War, because they have so much story to tell. And that's what I thought was interesting about American History Museum. I'm like, what story are they telling here? Because there's so much story to tell. So they bring out the big artifacts and kind of tell that story. But it's qu- it's a quick story. You could go to a World War II museum and see a lot more. You could go to a Civil War museum and see a lot more. They're bringing out the big things that they have to tell that story quickly. Um, they even have on the bottom floor a, a lowrider. So they're showing really? you, yeah, 
<laughs> it's all kind of airbrushed too, like, yeah. you know, and they're kind of showing you even more Americana. Like it's, and so I find the American History Museum interesting because like what part of Americana, of America's past are we telling here? Are we preserving here? What story? And there's so many stories to tell us. So you can tell how they pick and choose their exhibits. Yeah. And what, and I'm sure they rotate stuff. I'm sure they do because they, they probably they, have they'd, so they'd have much. To. I mean, millions of things. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, it's neat. It's neat to get in there and really look at things. And uh, no, that, 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 that makes me smile that they got a, a you know an airbrush lowrider Rem- reminds me of home in Southern California. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it totally does. It was, and they have like the clothing of that time, and they tell stories about companies in America. I think they had like Singer sewing machines and things like that and they tell the story of transportation two time i think at lowrider was part of that exhibit gotcha. and so they had like tra- they're talking about trains and bicycles and things and motorcycles and so it's just very interesting how the american history museum picks and chooses what stories they're telling and when but based on what artifacts they have but it was definitely neat you have to see it it's free and I think it was very good for kids. Yeah. They have very they have a hands-on area for kids. And so it's a great place to bring your family. Uh, and I think all of the museums in DC are free. So it's just one that has a lot of cool stuff that I think the whole family can enjoy. Yeah, well, I, I think we may need to, to make another concerted effort for us to, to bring our family up there uh, before the Navy pulls me away to, to somewhere else, whenever that is, um, because there's so many museums up there, whether it's the Spy Museum or it's the Air and Space or it's the American History or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I would be doing myself, even myself, a non-history nerd, um, a disservice if I didn't get to a couple of the museums, you know, one or two more times before, before we leave. Yes. So. Again, uh, for those listening, thank you for listening to the Talk With History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. Especially if you think today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot them a text and tell them to look us up. We rely on you, our community, to grow. And we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.